you had quite a few situations where you got the opportunity to sit across from Dolores. So why don't you start kick off maybe um, how you feel today? Well, oh, I'm so sad. Um, with Dolores, interviewers didn't know which person was going to show up. Was it going to be the fun, bubbly, uh, lively, charming Dolores or the, the grumpy Irish Dolores? Uh, I can tell you that every single time that I talked to her, I got the former. Uh, she was just a lovely, fun person. I'm in the process of uh, digging up some interviews I did with her that I'll have on the uh, Global News website shortly. Mm-hmm. Just a, a, you know, a tremendously nice woman in my experience. And if you grew up in the 90s, if you were a 90s kid, there is no way that you weren't a fan in some way or another. This tiny little Irish woman whose hair changed all the time, who performed on stage barefoot uh, with this huge, huge voice that could be, you know, as sweet as as honey, but then, you know, like we just heard with Zombie, bring that growl in and that yelp that she had. Uh, and, and this is a band that started when the youngest member was 16. She was just 18 at the time. First album sells 6 million copies. Second album sells 14 million copies. They go from being teenagers in Limerick, England, to basically living on a bus and in hotel rooms around the world for six years. And that really, really messed her up. Yeah, you know, and she all she actually later in life uh, disclosed that she was bipolar, correct? So she'd been dealing with uh, depression throughout her life, whether she was aware well, she had of a it or not. She had a breakdown when she was twenty four. She wow. was very, very, very. You know, this this interview that I'm uh, I'm pulling up, mm-hmm. uh, it stuck with me. This was the interview was two thousand nine, and it has stuck with me because she was so honest about it, saying that she had a a full blown nervous breakdown when she was twenty four and decided that she was going to step back from uh, the entertainment business. She had her first child at 25. She was married to a guy named Don Burton. Don is Canadian. He, uh, They were married for 20 years. They had a house in Mississauga, I think, and I know they had a house in Muskoka. They had a place uh, north of Peterborough. Mm. And uh, she loved to go there to write songs, to record demos, and to ride snowmobiles. He was a touring manager for Duran Duran, no? Yes, he was. And he was like 6'7". He was just a huge, huge guy. And she's we. She's we. I mean, really, really we. She, you know, comes up to to my chest. And they made made for an interesting couple. Yeah, uh, I want to talk about, you know, Dolores trying to make a bit of a comeback. Because at one time, uh, the Cranberries, according to your your journal of musical things here, uh, the Cranberries sold 40 million records. And uh, at one point, she was listed the sixth richest entertainer in Ireland, which is a big deal because a lot of entertainers uh, go live in Ireland because yeah. of you know the tax break that you get. I know that she was from Ireland, so you know it's it's home to her. Um, but in 2014, uh, you know the Cranberries had broken up. I think it was 2003. No, they're 20- still back together. They got they got back together in in 2009, and they toured periodically. In fact, they were touring. Uh, up until last fall, and they had to cancel a bunch of shows in Europe because Dolores had a bad back. So they were still an ongoing, albeit occasional, um, thing. Right, because I think she was in London this time. She was uh, looking to record with a band called Dark. Is that correct? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it's a bit. She was with this band called Dark. Yeah. D, D period A, a period right. R period K period, but. It's it's unclear with uh, from the stories whether she was there to do some solo work, to do some work with the Cranberries, to do some work with with Dark. We're not sure. Right. I want to get to this 2014 um, Aer Lingus air rage incident because that's when we started talking about you know Dolores out in the open again, and it wasn't the happiest time in her life. No, it wasn't. She got into a fight 
with a, a flight attendant uh, on on descent into into Ireland and ended up kicking her, I think breaking her ankle and also headbutting her. And uh, she was really, you know, v- there's no other word for it. She was violent when they took her off the plane, mm-hmm. and she was thrown in jail and uh, stayed there overnight, uh, and then was committed. Uh, and it, that was when the the bipolar uh, bipolarity diagnosis was was confirmed. And uh, but after that, you know, she escaped any kind of criminal conviction as a result of the a judge taking into account that she had a genuine mental condition, a health condition. And and we had heard nothing from nothing bad about mm-hmm. her other than it was earlier this year as a matter and it was 2017, she had to pay a six thousand euro fine after uh, when it was all said and done. But between the time that uh, of that incident and the announcement of the fine earlier, well, about a year ago now, um, there was nothing other than she was doing her thing with the cranberries. So we don't know what's going on here. This, uh, You look at the, it, it was a sudden unexpected death. And, mm-hmm. and and now everybody's scrambling to figure out, you know, what, why, what, what happened? I'm sure people are going to uh, point to, you know, a theory immediately when, you know, I heard about the back problems that she had. You know, back problems can be um, nagging and persistent. A lot of people reach to, for some, um, you know, medication to deal with the pain. And a lot of the times those are opioids. And of course, I'm I'm just you know leaping and probably thinking out loud like many people are, uh, but you know with the death and you know we're not n- there's no cause yet that's being reported, but y- yeah, you I have know. to wonder if I she know. died in I a know. hotel in London. I I don't know. So. And we don't know. And this is what I love about you, Alan, because I I think uh, <laughs> you were on the air when I first found out that Kurt Cobain died. Yes, and I believe I was. you just said I'm so mad, and I don't yeah. know. Um, let's get to you know for kids in the '90s, you know, uh, for people that you know the '90s was a big time for me. I thought, well, this is great because you know the people in the '70s can have their music. '80s were dismal, and now here we are in the '90s, and my music is finally good. For me, the Cranberries were such an important band because it finally showed us that a, a tiny wee woman could be a uh, tour de force and front a, a band. Yeah, it was weird for the Cranberries, too, because on one side, there was all this loud, testosterone-driven American grunge. On the other side was fun, still testosterone and drug-driven Britpop. So here's this little band that comes out of Limerick, uh, Limerick, Ireland, Mm. which really, you know, when you look at it, had no business being as big as they were. Yet, you know, that first album was was just such a treat. See, back in the alternative 90s, in the early 90s, if you, anything went, there were no rules. And if somebody found a band that had some kind of potential, regardless of what they sounded like, they had a shot. And somebody at Universe, at Island actually it was, brought the Cranberries forward and they were a bit... I don't want to say gimmicky, but they were young and malleable. And that singer, you know, she, again, powerful yet petite, loud and yet versatile. Sure. That, that okay, this woman, we can take this woman. And I dare anybody to name the other members of the Cranberries. I mean, I know them and you probably know them. But, again, she was the Cranberries. She became so famous and you know there was her, there was Tori Amos, there was Alanis Morissette, there was maybe P.J. Harvey and Bjork. I mean, they were the ones that defined 
the strong women of the alternative 90s. And there was Courtney Love, but everybody Courtney, thought Kurt wrote most of her music anyway. So Well, yeah, and the Courtney, but she was in a yeah, I know, I know what you're saying. Mm-hmm. But but you know, they were the ones Okay, we'll put Courtney in that list. And so there's the five or six of them. They were on all the magazine covers. Mm-hmm. They were the ones that 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 a lot of uh, not only women gravitated towards, but guys liked them because of their, you know, of their strength. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, and those like those first three albums, just massive, and on their way to selling forty million. But you know, the toll was. Was was hard on everybody, and uh, the band broke up. I think it was two thousand two that they they broke up and took that five year six year break. Then they got together again, and then they released an acoustic album. Oh, uh, there were two albums in there actually. Well, but what, the acoustic album was that the latest one that they released? Uh, it was called Roses. I think that was the latest one. Was, there was an album in in twenty twelve, and they've been touring. What they had done, what they would do is they would tour, play all the grand, great Cranberries hits, play some new song, mm-hmm. songs, and then play some of Dolores's uh, solo material. Well, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, I, I'm sure as the coming days, we will. I mean, you can't hide anything these days, right? With the no, internet, you know, the, we're going to find out cause of death, or at least speculation was, on how she died. She was a target of the paparazzi from the time that she was 18, and this is like chum to them. So you know something, you know, she died in London. I mean, that's home of the Daily Mail, home of the Independent, home of the Sun, home of the Telegraph, home of the Guardian. You know, somebody's going to figure out something. If you uh, go to the Global News website, there should be by now, I just finished with it, an interview I did with her in 2009 where she talks about a nervous breakdown. Well, Alan, we'll all be checking in on your Journal of Musical Things to find out uh, more. I'm sure you'll be posting some interviews uh, with Dolores and yourself uh, over the coming days and uh, maybe an update on exactly what you've learned about her death at the age of 46. I appreciate you joining us on the show. Anytime. Cheers. Alan Cross from the Ongoing History of New Music and, of course, 102.1 The Edge.